0: The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of
1: Transportation. Touchdown or turnover is backed by Alcorten Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong.
2: Better rates and better service, live here at Beatty Chevrolet, home of the warranty for life, lifetime warranty on most new and pre-owned vehicles. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, Beatty Chevrolet will trade for anything, over 150 vehicles in stock. And uh, this week, big, big week, big week for the Swain event, man. Uh, supposed to be getting some new equipment installed. That's um, going to make everyone's life a whole lot better and easier. I'm really, really excited for that. Got everything in last week. And I ain't going to lie, man, I looked at everything. Used in the studio Friday after the show. I looked at everything. I was like, you know what? I'm about to, I'm about to try to do this. I'm going to try to do this myself. I took one step outside in a minus 25 degree weather. Blizzard hit me right in my face. I said, no. I walked right back out inside. My point is, I opened the box. I tried to hook up one thing. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm going to let the professionals do this. I'm going to put this right back in the box. Right back in the box. That's what it felt like. Going outside. Yeah, I'm going outside. Going outside. And then cold air hits you in the face. You go, nah, I'm going back inside. That's what I did with the, with the equipment. Thought I was going to try to hook it up. You know what, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about this audio stuff. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it myself. Mm mm. Mm and, man, you know exactly what I'm talking about when you got a plumbing job and, you, and, and your wife is like, call Hiller. You're like, no, nah, I'm going to do it myself, baby. I'm going to do it myself. I'm a man. I'm a man. I know how to do this. I'm a man. Get on YouTube. Let me get on YouTube. I'm going to do this myself. And then you try to do it. Oh, you mess up everything. And your wife is like, should, you should have let the professionals do it, baby. And that's when you call Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, Electrical. So sometimes you got to just leave it to the professionals, which is what I'm going to do. So uh, Wednesday, Thursday, somewhere in that range, or maybe even Fridays when everything will be hooked up um, unless something crazy comes up. Um, But that's where we are with that. All right, it is time for Touchdown Turnover. Back by Alcoa 10, Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. All right, Ben, college football playoff is set. Georgia is in even though they lost by multiple scores against Alabama. The score, 41-24, to I think it's safe to say that Bryce Young has locked up the Heisman Trophy for this season because he was magnificent, 421 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. His counterpart was not, and that is why I picked Alabama to win, because Stetson Bennett, even though he had 340 yards, he had two interceptions, one Was a pick six. I wouldn't even like like I was setting stuff up. Uh, We watched a movie outside in the backyard, so I was setting things up outside while watching the game um, through through the glass. And I turned around and Alabama scored. Alabama had scored another touchdown, but they were just on defense. And I was like, "Oh, that means that's been through a pick six. That means he's he is doing what he did last time against Alabama. He is being the weakest link." And uh, Kirby Smart making questionable calls late in the game. This is what happened last time. But Georgia is still in the college football playoff. Touchdown turnover. Taking off your uh, orange colored glasses. Removing your bias. Should Georgia be in the college football playoff? Touchdown turnover.
3: Well, I'm glad that you got your wish of Alabama making the playoffs. I, f- I feel very happy for you that, that you could I celebrate your home state winning an SEC championship and, and having a, a walk-in to the SEC cha- or oh, the uh, national championship game here in the playoffs. So congratulations. Hey, but man,
2: you ain't qualified to make that joke.
3: I'll, I'll, say, I'll say touchdown. Georgia, Georgia still deserves to be in the college football playoffs. Now, I will certainly listen – to arguments that they shouldn't, because I think they are fair arguments. Uh, Emmanuel Ocho, did I say his last name right? Ocho. Ocho Ocho, like Ocho Cinco, oh. right? Uh, he had a, a a tweet on Saturday night that that went viral, and it was pretty much alluding to Georgia not really being deserving of of making the playoffs and. Uh, Georgia is not a conference champion, and their best win v- was against nine and three Kentucky, um, a, a Clemson team that I believe is ranked twentieth, uh, a Tennessee team that is seven and five in the first year under Josh Heupel. Those are Georgia's best wins, uh, and you've you've got Baylor, who was a conference champion, and their best win was against ten and two Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma. Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's season was was more impressive when you look at the teams that they beat. The SEC East just is what it is, and and I hate that we are part of the SEC East and, and we have to kind of beat up our ourselves to make this case. But it's not impressive to 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 make it through the East the way that Georgia did when Georgia looks like it did when it when it finally plays a team like Alabama. So. I'll say touchdowns, Swain. I do think Georgia still deserves because at the end of the day, they still were very dominant even against those East teams. But I don't think it's as asinine to hear arguments that Georgia should not be in the playoffs as Georgia media members and SEC media members that work for the SEC network will make it out to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, Baylor's, Baylor's argument is um – it, it falls short because they lost to Baylor, October the sixteenth, and excuse me, they lost TCU. Yes,
3: November, which is an awful loss.
2: Nope. Yeah, November the sixth. That was an awful loss. Uh, TCU is not that great this year, and um, that's 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 why you can't really take Baylor serious, even though they are the conference champions. Um, I think conference champions is a part of the criteria, but I think when you look at the college football playoff, you want the four best teams in there and the four best team plus the four deserving teams. And as much as we dislike Georgia, as much as we dislike Alabama, those two teams deserve to be in in there. I think they earned their right to be in there. Uh, I think Cincinnati earned their right to be there. I think Michigan earned their right to be there. I think those right now, the four, four best teams. Um, So, Yes, yeah, touchdown for me. I think I think they belong in the top four, but I love seeing the arguments against Georgia not being in there. I like yes. I really like enjoying them. Yes. I like I like I like seeing them. I enjoy seeing them uh, a lot. Um, you mentioned you know Ancho there. Uh, I enjoy watching his. I enjoy watching other folks who are like, hey, they their best winners against the you know nine three Kentucky. Well, is Kentucky better than OU? I don't I don't know. We I think. We beat our chest so much about how the SEC is this and SEC is that, but we are putting that to the side when we are making the argument that Georgia don't belong by saying that their best win is against a 9-3 Kentucky team. I just feel like it's a little little, uh, contradictory, but uh, if Georgia – didn't get in, I'll be happy to be honest. And I'll be rooting my butt off for Michigan.
3: Yeah, Let's I'm go. already uh, yeah, I'm Go Wolverines, amazing G- blue. Jim Harbaugh has always been one of the the best coaches in college football. The the criticism of Jim Harbaugh has always been unfair. He is the better of the Harbaugh brothers. I mean, only one that? won this weekend. Uh only one is on a winning streak at at the moment. Uh but that's a different conversation. Uh, and, and look, I'll be the biggest Bearcats fan over the next month as well. Let's go pull off the the biggest upset in college football history. Let, let's go do it. Let, let's go yeah, Bearcats. Yeah. Let, let's go Desmond Ritter. Come on, Luke Fickle. I've always liked you. Come on, buddy. Yeah. You you are ten northern. times better than Butch Jones.
2: Hey, we're going for the north Northerners this week.
3: Yeah, that's right. I don't I don't really know how to do a northern accent like like. Brian Kelly. Family. F-
2: family. That's how you said fam- family. I'm I'm here with my family.
3: I need to hang out around Zakai Ziegler more.
2: Yeah, that's I mean that's 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 a whole another. That's north north right northeast. Like, yeah, that's that's northeast. That's That's a whole other accent. Like north north is just, just it's just proper. I mean it's just. That's all that's the that's the big difference there. But go go Northerners. Go uh, Maize and Blue. You go to any restaurant in Michigan, they don't serve sweet tea. It's weird. But whatever. We're going for you. We're rooting for you.
3: Sweet tea's overrated anyways.
2: Over overrated chili, but we still rate, we still are rooting for you anyways.
3: Who that's what up. what are your early thoughts on the Georgia Michigan Michigan game? I'm I'm really intrigued to to see how Georgia response was Georgia getting beat up in the trenches just a bad day or was it truly indicative of them being overrated because that Alabama offensive line has not played like that in in a month and a half Swain I, I mean I was absolutely stunned that that Alabama's offensive line Played the way that they did because a week ago they they couldn't block me or you coming off the edge. I mean they were awful against Auburn and then here they are against a bunch of NFL talent and they're blowing them five seven ten yards off the ball. I mean it was it was crazy how how much time Bryce Young had the the running game with with running backs that are beating up for Alabama they they were running all over Georgia. I mean I was stunned and I don't think Michigan has the perimeter players. Or, or the quarterback to beat Georgia, but they're a physical football team. So I'm interested to see how Georgia responds to, to getting beat up against another really physical football team.
2: Michigan, you know, they have two quarterbacks. One's a youngster uh, who's more mobile.
3: Um, I mean,
2: they used him in the Michigan State game and used him at the, at the worst time. That's, 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 that's literally how they lost. Uh, they fumbled on the last possession there. Uh, the freshman quarterback was in, but he had a, he had a pretty good day against Michigan State. So Michigan does have two quarterbacks. They can go uh, two quarterbacks if they need to. Um, Michigan runs the ball very very well, and Michigan has the best best pass rusher probably in the country uh, in Aiden Hutchinson. So uh, he is Michigan's all time leading sack leader. Um, Georgia obviously has the the best probably linebacker in the country, but Michigan has a, a top-five pick on the defensive line. Michigan has a a, a, a two-man um, monster, so to speak, at their ends rushing the passer. So they're really, really good at getting to the quarterback. So for Georgia, how will they be able to protect Stetson Bennett? Or is this now a time that you look at JT Daniels because Stetson Bennett proved that uh, he can't win the big game. He threw two picks. He threw two picks now. Bennett gives you more with his legs. We saw that in the SC championship game multiple times he was able to get us out the pocket and pick up positive yards and and first downs. Um I mean, I think Bennett is the um gives you the 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 best chance there with his legs, but decision making, uh that's a question with the two picks. That Michigan Georgia game is going to be that's gonna be that's gonna be good man because Michigan's gonna be able to handle um, or hang with Georgia in the trenches they got mm-hmm. some, they got some big boys too. yep um, and they got some nice 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 pass rushers so athleticism on the outside that's probably going to favor Georgia but the trench play hey man Michigan will be right there with Georgia and as far as Alabama and Cincinnati I just don't see how Cincinnati's going to keep up with uh, the explosion from Alabama. I mean, getting Jameson Williams back, he goes for 184. My gosh, John Metchie right at 100 yards. You got Slade, Bolden. I mean, just too many players for Alabama on the outside, I think, for Cincinnati to be able to, to, to handle. And then you, this is Nick Saban we're talking about. This is yes. the best. This is yes. the best. You're giving him weeks and weeks to prepare. I mean – this is why I picked Alabama last week, Nick Saban against against Kirby. And he only had a week. And I felt like he would make the adjustments enough to beat Georgia. And that's what happened. So uh, I think Alabama's going to win and cover against Cincinnati. I think it's like 17 points, something like that. I saw
3: 14. I, I don't know is, what it went up it? to, but I saw the original line at 14. I have to, I have to check
2: it. Um,
3: I'm, taking, to, I'm taking Alabama to, to cover all day long. I am interested to see, though, since John Mechie has a torn ACL and will be out the remainder of the way for Alabama, How and I, I don't think it's going to matter against Cincinnati at all, um, more so looking to, to the championship game against Georgia or Michigan. How does not having Mechie affect Bama? Because – when Jamison Williams got ejected for targeting against Auburn in the Iron Bowl it absolutely had an effect on the remainder of the game Auburn didn't have to worry about two guys anymore because that that's really the the all, all that Alabama's receivers are I mean they've got some other guys Slade Bolden you mentioned him he, he's a nice player uh, they, they've got some freshmen who who are going to be good but they're just not ready yet they they don't really have anybody that can step up and and scare defense like they have had in years past. So I don't think it'll matter against Cincinnati, Swain. But I am interested to see against Michigan or Georgia how much not having those two receivers that take pressure off of one another out there.
2: Let's go Michigan. That's my second. Hey, that was my my number two team, in Tennessee. <laughs> Uh, Let's go. Let's go, Michigan. That maize and blue is so beautiful, too, man. I love the blue. What, the Jordan
3: logo? I mean, it looks absolutely beautiful.
2: Michigan makes the Jordan logo look better than any other school besides North Carolina. Sorry, C-Mac. It's just true. But uh, David Ajabo and Aiden Hutchinson, they have combined for 24 sacks on the season. They're fun to watch. Aiden Hutchinson... Um, broke Lamar Woodley's sack record there in Michigan for career sacks. So he's number one. And then David Jabo is in the top five or six two. Both of those guys play on the on the defensive line for Michigan. So I'm telling you, Georgia will have their hands full with number 97, Aiden Hutchinson, whose father played there, and his father had the record. And then David Jabo, who's number 55, they will have their hands full with those dudes but let's talk about a bowl game that is more important and that is tennessee's bowl game because tennessee is going to the music city bowl to play against the purdue boilermakers and earlier this season purdue has been labeled as the spoilermakers because they have beaten teams that, uh, that 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 were favored they beat um... Well, they beat early Michigan State. They beat Michigan State earlier in the season. Um, the makers have also, in previous seasons, beat teams like Ohio State that um, came in ranked higher. When you look at Purdue offensively, this is going to be a nice matchup between Tennessee and, and Purdue. Like this, this can be a really fun game. Like people look at like the logo and say, oh, well, that's a basketball school, and, uh, you know, it's it's Purdue. It's not that prestigious, you know, logo on the side of the helmet that you can possibly get a win against, like, a Penn State, something like that. But Purdue's offense, y'all, they got a receiver over there. Ooh, (laughs) David Bell, who was a finalist for the Blitnikoff Award, which is the best receiver in college. The dude is good. He's a junior, wide receiver. He's number three. And then they have a quarterback that he's not mobile. Now, he is not going to beat you with his legs. I mean, he is a statue, which bodes well for Tennessee. <laughs> ben, this is great. You go look at Aiden uh, O'Connell's numbers, rushing on season, it's like negative. He does not run the football. He is not mobile.
3: He can throw the football.
2: Or is he accurate from the pocket?
3: And and no Alante. Efficient? which is like no Alante.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, O'Connell is, you know, he leads the big 10 and completion percentage. So their quarterback, he does do that. He does do that very, very well. So this game guys, just because it's in Nashville, this, this is, this is going to be one of the better games. I think of bowl season, because this, this, this game can put up, you know, 40 points each team, um, possibly because you're not going to be without you're going to be without alante taylor and offensively they put up points they don't run the football which means they're going to be one-dimensional which gives guys like brian young opportunity to get back there and make some plays um and you know our defense really good tackles for loss so they're not they're not balanced but they are pretty good throwing the football all right let's get to the phones and um let's get to mark mark good morning so i know my brother what's happening Hey, Mark, man, it's good to hear from you. How you doing, bro? I'm wonderful.
4: That's awesome. Hey, I got a question for you. There's, a, You know, I'm in Georgia down here, and there's a rumor going around that Curtis Smart is up for the star and role in uh, Linda Lovelace's new movie. The Choke Artist, have y'all heard that, didn't you?
2: That wouldn't surprise me. I haven't heard that, but it wouldn't surprise me, man. That, um, that that decision to, what decision was it? He decided to... Man, pick one. I think it was... I think it was punt.
3: No, to go for it on fourth down instead of no, kick he, the, field yeah,
2: the field goal. He should kick the field goal. So he, he should kick the field goal. And he went for it, didn't get it, and then they got the ball back again, and then he decided to punt instead of going for seven I'm minutes. I'm just like, yeah. like what? what are we doing here, Kirby? Oh, never mind. I know what we're doing. The same thing you've yeah, been he, doing.
4: The same thing. He got no idea. He's no. got no idea. But, hey, man, I, the, the interesting part about this is my, my daughter plays like this travel soccer league and Saturday, we're at the, the field and it's a huge tournament. There's 50 teams in it and the sidelines are just littered with Georgia garb. Sunday, I couldn't find a Georgia hat. That's the difference in Tennessee fans and Georgia fans. We can take a beating, brother.
1: Bring it on! Go ball baby!
2: I guess that's the way uh, to look at it. Uh, I was going to ask Mark if you heard any barking saturday either
3: i know i heard a lot of barking while i was watching college game day saturday morning
2: i couldn't do it man i couldn't do it i've, I've, I've only watched that show probably twice this entire year
3: it's a it's a part of my routine i i watch it i get up at 8 50 850, on saturday and turn it on there's just something about the the intro and their opening segment of, of kind of bouncing around real quick to mention all the top games for the day, it it just gets the juices flowing, it starts the day off right for me.
2: All right, I get you. I get you. Let's keep it going this morning. On the phones, let's get to uh, Greedy Greg. Greedy Greg, good morning. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? We okay, man. I want to ask you, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: hey, uh, I'm doing good. Hey, hey, uh, 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 Boys and the girls uh, basketball team at Tennessee 1. Hey, don't,
2: don't bring Memphis up, though. <laughs> I am bringing them up. I'll bring them up later at 845. Tomorrow. Okay. Hey, I have a quick question, though. Um,
1: I have to admit, I mean, I can't take away from Alabama a win. It was a good win over Georgia. But, but again, they played like crap the last two games. I mean like Ben pointed out that the uh if, if the running back tank would have fell down uh like he should have uh in the last uh minute of the game, they probably would have lost that game to Arvin. Uh. And Arvin had a backup quarterback, it wasn't even their starting quarterback. And then uh uh with the Arkansas game the week prior, they need questionable calls to win that game. So I, I mean, the body of work, Michigan had a better body of work. You know, that that uh, uh, that game against uh Ohio State was equally impressive. Uh, uh, they, they beat Penn State uh, 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 four weeks ago. Well, uh, within the last four weeks, and then they, they had an impressive win against Iowa. I, I just don't like the. the uh, I, I just think the committee on purpose didn't want Georgia and Alabama to play in the first round, and I and I, and I have a problem with that. Uh, uh, I, I mean, Alabama played like crap the last the last uh, uh, month, and then yeah, they had, they had one great impressive game, and then they jumped. Michigan, who was already two in the playoff rankings, I, I thought that was, that was you know, wrong, and, and it was typical college football, one in Alabama, you know, and not Georgia to basically play in the championship. Because Alabama basically going to have a a, a a cakewalk in the first round now. So that, that's all I had to say. I want to see y'all, y'all, y'all uh, uh, comments on that.
2: You know what, Greg? I mean, I I I, I like the point that you're making. I mean, you look at Michigan's um, play over the last couple of weeks. I mean, now Penn State is no one to write home about right now. I mean, they're not—they're not even ranked. But you know, they—they they did go on the road, road and beat uh, beat Penn State. They demolished Ohio State. They have been playing better than Alabama recently. They just been playing better. Simple as that. So. If there's a case that could be made that Michigan should be number, number one, excuse me, and Alabama-Georgia should be at two or three and just play and play again. Play again in the semifinals.
3: What's more impressive, Alabama beating Georgia or Michigan beating Ohio State?
2: Well, Alabama beating Georgia, but I think the way Alabama has been playing for the last month leading up to the, to that game makes michigan more qualified i think to be number one because michigan had a a great game against ohio state who at the time was what ranked two two or three two or three yeah so i I just if we're making it about the eye test and if we're making it about you know how you play week in and week out and who you play and beat i think when you when you weigh all of that and mix it all together I think Michigan has a slight edge over Alabama, especially in the last you know, four or five weeks of the season.
3: Yeah, I just – the reason I ask what I ask is because I think wins matter more to the committee, and I guess they, they view beating the number one George Bulldogs, even though they didn't look like the number one team on, on Saturday, I guess they view that as more impressive than than beating – Ohio State, because I agree with you, I do think Ohio or uh, Michigan has has passed the eye test more than Alabama the last month or so.
2: Yeah, I mean Michigan has put together two dominant performances. One uh, in the you know rivalry game against Ohio State, and then they demolished Iowa in the Big Ten championship game, forty two to, to three. So I mean they have outscored their last two opponents um, what eighty four to thirty. I would go Michigan number one, but that's, that's just me. I thought green brought up a good point there. Let's go back to the phones and let's get to uh, Justin in Florida. Justin, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning guys. How we doing? What's up? What's up?
4: Ah, uh, not much. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that last caller. Uh, Michigan case for number one, uh, is pretty strong with the way they've played over the last month. Um, you know, Alabama definitely pulled it together for that last game. But, uh, oof, I don't, I, I don't know. The last month that they've played definitely isn't as consistent as Michigan. But question for you guys. Uh, when when do the uh, NFL draft grades come out? Does anyone know? Like, And I'm asking because when we might know official decision on Hooker, whether he's staying or going.
2: I do not know that answer. I, I think when you submit your evaluation, I don't know how much time it takes to get back. I don't know if it's a a, a a thing where, like, everyone gets their evaluation back from the NFL at the same time or it depends on when you sent it in of when you get it back. I'm not really sure exactly when, and I'm pretty sure you're asking this because of Hendon Hooker, I'm not really sure when he's going to to get that back,
1: gotcha.
4: I can ask. Okay, yeah, it's just a more curiosity uh, thing, um, you know. Especially going into this bowl game, um, we're going to need as many hands on deck. I mean, we're already out, you know, our number one corner uh, in a game that's probably going to see a lot of a lot of pass attempts uh, by Purdue, and um, you know, I I definitely would feel a lot better rolling in there with uh, with Hooker. Uh, in shotgun than, uh, say, maybe like a Joe Milton. But one last thing I wanted to throw out there. when When's that official narrative going to come down about Kirby Smart and not being able to handle a quarterback room very well? Because I am shocked he left Seth and Bennett out there for the entire four quarters. Um, I- I'm actually kind of surprised that, he, you know, as the season went along, he didn't get JT Daniels at least some snaps, to get him ready. Um, you know, you look back at Kirby's past and, you know, having Justin Fields walk out the door, having, um, uh, what's his name? What's that big, kid, the kid with the big arm that went to Washington who.
2: Jacob, Jacob Eason.
4: Jacob Eason. Thank you. I always forget his name. But, you know, having him walk out the door because you want to settle with the, uh, you know, more the game manager type and. And Jake Fromm. It just seems like they keep coming up short in the big stages, and you can point a lot of fingers to quarterback when they've got, you know, an entire rod. They got a defense, they got some wide receivers, they got a running game. It just it's amazing more people haven't drawn light to that. But I'm gonna hang up and listen to the rest of the show. Appreciate your all's work. Take care.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Justin. So I'm not surprised that Kirby stay with Stetson Bennett because I know that Kirby knew that even with losing this game against Alabama that they would still be in college football playoff and they would still have a chance to win national championship. And you you let him finish the game, and if he wins it, great. If he doesn't, then that will tell you if you don't win, and he's a big reason why, all right, now we need to maybe look, go, go with JT. I'll be more surprised if JT is not in there in the semifinals, if he's not playing. Um, Arm-wise, he gives you more, but you lose with his legs. And But he's accurate, throw man. That throw that Stetson Bennett tried to make to uh, tight end, which, man, that boy right there, he will not be there for four years. That best dude.
3: tight end in the country already.
2: Already. Already the best tight end in the country. But, uh, you know, the tight end obviously messed Brock up. Brock Bowers. But yeah, yeah. Brock Bowers messed up. He didn't, you know, cross the defender's face on the crossing route. Tried to stop, and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think they have that in their in their offense where you're able to kind of choke it down on a crossing route like that. You kind of got to cross that guy's face. But Stetson shouldn't even throw it over there, anyways. To be honest, he should have got off of that and uh, went to your next progression or ran the ball. So uh, two bad mistakes for Stetson Bennett that cost Georgia the game knowing that, because this is the second time this has happened, once last year against Alabama on the road and then you know Saturday in the championship game, if I'm Kirby Smart, I'm looking at JT Daniels and maybe I'm putting him in. That's that's how I'm looking at it.
3: Yeah. We'll I I, I don't I don't think Stetson played as as bad as as everybody's making him out to be. I think he's an, an easy scapegoat. I thought the biggest issue was the defense didn't live up to the hype. The, the, the Georgia defense, particularly the Georgia defensive front, got punked. I mean, they, they looked awful on Saturday. Jordan Davis, I mean, some of the clips going around of, of him are embarrassing. And he, he lost money on Saturday. And again, like I said earlier, that's against an Alabama offensive line who couldn't block anybody the last month of the season. Uh, so I I don't think Stetson Bennett is a championship level quarterback at all, and he he had his mistakes on Saturday. Not trying to to say that. I just think the bigger issues were on the defensive side of the ball in the at, first half. Yeah, for for in the, the first half
2: was defense. Second half it was Stetson Bennett in their offense. You can't score seven points in the in the second half of a football game, uh, in a championship game, and expect to win. I mean Alabama. You know, they only scored 10 points on offense there in the second half. So defense made adjustments. Defense handled their business. They didn't do it in the first half because, you know, Jameson Williams, you know, goes for 184. And, you know, Alabama's offense has some explosive plays. Um, And that's very uncharacteristic from, you know, Georgia allowing that. But they settled in in the second half. You didn't see a bunch of that stuff, man. It was about Stetson Bennett. It was about that offense. And they just, they just could not get it going. They just yeah. could not He's get not it, it going. He's
3: not a championship-level quarterback. I mean, it's as, as, and that's, as simple as that. And He's that, a walk-on that, who had to go to JUCO that, and then come back.
2: That has, that has hurt Kirby's case of winning a championship. He's, he has ran into a Hall of Fame coach who has at his disposal – Elite quarterback play. The last time they met, it was Tua and Jalen Hurts. This time it's, it's it's Bryce Young. That has been the difference between Georgia and Alabama. You better have a quarterback. Go look look around the country, man. Look at look at Pitt. Elite quarterback be the first guy off the off the off the board. Um, you can't have bad quarterback play and go win stuff in two thousand twenty one. Those days are over. You better have a quarterback. All right, let's get to uh, the text box. Jamel says they will get punked again, y'all. I'm with Ben Harbaugh is at least a better coach than Kirby. Uh, Coy Macon says, I didn't, I didn't see Stetson line up on defense not one time. Uh, coach 30 crushed them boys in his video. Um, yeah, Stetson didn't, didn't play well in the second half either when it was with the game was in within reach. So the game was like a tale of two, two games. First half, Georgia's defense got crushed. Second half, Georgia's defense settled down, made some stops, and Georgia's offense couldn't put up more than seven points in the second half. It is both. It falls on both. Defense in the first half, uh, offense, Stetson Stetson Bennett in the second half, two interceptions.
3: In regards to Alabama, uh, Georgia playing better in the second half was also – when John Mechie was no longer in the game uh, because that that injury to Mechie happened just before the half, and CBS showed him being emotional coming back out from from the locker room during half and, and talking to Roman Harper and to some of his other teammates there on the sideline. So Georgia did pick it up in the second half, but in, in regards to Alabama, I wonder how much of that was a correlation with, with Mechie not being out there and – Alabama's passing game being somewhat one-dimensional. And as I talked about earlier and, and mentioned with, with the Auburn game, when Williams was out with the targeting, I mean, Auburn, or Alabama's offense becomes limited when, when just one of those guys are, are out there on the field. So, I, again, I don't think it'll matter against Cincinnati, but I wonder if that's really something to, to pay attention to against Michigan or Georgia in the national championship game.
2: Georgia was getting pressure on Bryce Young in the second half, um, too. So you know, they're stalling stalling Alabama's offense out. But you know, Georgia, Georgia gotta they, they can't they can't be stacked on offense. They gotta they gotta put up points, and they, they didn't do that. Man, Stetson Bennett didn't had his worst half of the season, and they had to play a four quarter game. Georgia didn't have to play a four quarter game for any part of the season except for like Clemson and Alabama has been in some tough games late. So maybe that experience helped them be able to play in the fourth quarter when usually Stetson Ben is on the sideline you know, taking off his tape in the fourth quarter because they've blown teams out. Uh, when we get to the text box Vaughn, Grizz, Cuffs as known notice Ben didn't mention Nolan. you keeping a secret or what? You talking about Walter Nolan? Listen, we ain't, I mean if you're talking about Walter Nolan, we just ain't thinking about Walter Nolan right now. I, I speak for myself. I'm not thinking about Walter Nolan because he's to Texas A&M, and I, I don't I don't know if Tennessee really has a shot, or Tennessee wants to, you know, you know play those play those games uh, with 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 this recruitment. Ben, if you want to mention anything about you know, watching Nolan's trip here this this trip down the street this weekend in Tennessee, man, you're more than welcome to do that. If not, I'll move on to the text box.
3: Yeah, I mean I, I don't think there's there's much to add. I mean I do think it's significant that he made it over to campus. Uh congrats to Powell for winning a state championship on Friday night over Page and what looked like was a a heck of a game there in the second half. I I did not watch it, I just saw comments there on social media. But Congrats to, to Powell and congrats sure. to Walter on winning a state championship. And I, I do think it is noteworthy that he made it over to campus the the following morning, because there, there have been times where after a game he said that he would come over and he didn't. So sounds like Josh Heupel was, was doing his best to, to recruit Walter on, on Saturday and, and this weekend. And I, Tennessee is is still swinging, and and I think that they they should keep swinging because Walter has the potential to be a a great football player. But as you alluded to, Swain, as you and I have talked about a bunch over the last couple of weeks, I mean, I I don't think Tennessee is going to be devastated if Walter does end up signing with A&M. It would be a great pickup, a a great flip for Tennessee, but I, I don't know that they'll lose any sleep as we have talked about ad nauseum. Uh, if if he were to stay at A&M. But they're still trying to swing, and I do think it was noteworthy that he made it over to, to campus this weekend. It's just really hard to get a read on Walter because his, his interest has depended on the day of the week.
2: Hollow Rock Vall says, uh, what are your thoughts on Javante Payton's comments on the Music City Bowl? Uh, Javante is not thrilled about playing ball in in Nashville and he tweeted out yay music city again with a uh, emoji that will signify that he's not necessarily thrilled about it and my question is why y'all in his mentions like why y'all in his mentions he's from Nashville he probably doesn't want to go back home he probably wants to play somewhere else. It doesn't mean that you need to jump in his mentions. Like you, people use your brain and think a little bit before we hit sin. Understand what a young man's coming from.
3: He played in the in the Music City N- Bowl,
2: and he's from, yeah, and he's from Nashville. Like he's from Nashville. He's played in this thing already. He's going back. Like okay, yeah, we should. We happy. We are going to a bowl, but Javante. Was just on this team for one season. He played there already, and he's from there. Going to a bowl game for players is, is experiencing a new city, seeing things that you haven't seen before. When you go out as a team together, like I remember when we went to Tampa, we went to Dallas. Like going to, you know, the Mavericks game and and, and going uh, to team outings. Those are things that we did. That I've never done after playing ball but Javante everything they're gonna do in Nashville he probably is already done it doesn't require people to get into his comments to get into his, his mentions and then force him to have to come back with a tweet saying y'all y'all man I don't want to go to the same bowl twice get over it like
3: God. say a louder for the folks in back in the back Javante
2: like you, you can just put two and two together. Like If you know your football team, you know the young man is from Nashville. He played at Mississippi State last year. He's been there before. There's people that got the news. I don't know who was doing backflips. I ain't seen anybody doing backflips in excitement to, to, to go to Nashville, to the Music City Bowl. So you feel a certain type of way, but you're gonna judge him for feeling the same same way. I don't. I don't. I don't that's why I don't get Twitter sometimes, man. I, re, I really don't. Like sometimes you don't have to push it in. You just don't have
3: to. Well, and so understand. The, 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 there are people, the man's talking about mad about going to the Music City Bowl. Why? Because because, because they, go. they they're mad at Danny White because they're not going to a Florida Bowl game. So mad at Danny White now? Yes, because oh, he he didn't push hard enough to get the, the tax slayer Bowl or the Gator Bowl.
2: I, I, I know the payout's pretty good for the City Bowl. So, I'm not going to be mad at Danny White for the bowl that we were in. If we could have went to... To Florida I know that Florida um, we, we were in Ta ball a couple of years ago and do, do, do they want us to come back or not I don't I don't know but I'm, I'm sorry man I, I just don't find stuff to get get mad at it's a it's a great matchup against a team that puts up points just like you I think this is a winnable game for Tennessee I think Tennessee is is more um, balanced on offense than Purdue I think defensively, they're going to present some challenges. They'll have some guys that probably won't play, you know. Either, you know, what what is you know their their receiver uh, David Bell going to do if he decides to come out? Will he play? If he does, then you know that's going to present some problems for Tennessee. And Tennessee will have plenty of time to address uh, you know David Bell. But if he doesn't play, you play against a quarterback that is not mobile, and that's has hurt you all all season long. I remember last time Tennessee played in the ball game was against Indiana and that kid from Indiana was hurting us with his legs. I don't think this kid from Purdue is going to be hurting us at all with his legs. So I like the matchup. I don't really have anything to complain about uh, with the ball game. It's a great opportunity to go out and win in games. Um, for those who are selfish about, you know, the destination, I understand I understand if you want to go to Florida rather than going to Nashville. I get that. I totally get it. I understand. I understand. The Florida bowl game is better than you know a bowl game at, you know in, in Nashville or Charlotte or Memphis. For some people they wanna to go to the beach. I understand that and respect that. I get it.
3: I man, just get mad
2: about it. Man, come on. Man. It's mad. all about
3: perspective, Swain.
2: Getting mad about it. I don't know.
3: It's all about perspective. This team was projected to win by some three or four football games, and they went seven and five, are going to the Music City Bowl, which is a a pretty good bowl, and they have a chance to win eight games. In year one, under Josh Heupel, after all the transfers, after the NCAA crap, after firing Jeremy Pruitt, after all that, they are going seven and five and going to a Music City Bowl, and people are out here complaining. This is not the year to complain. Be thankful. Man, I'm,
2: I'm, that's that's kind of what I'm on.
3: They're seven and five and going to a bowl game when it felt like Tennessee football was was dying in February. Felt like it was dead in February, and they're going to one of the better bowls. In the country, and it's not like there's some seven and five team going to the Florida bowls. It's a nine and three Kentucky team and an eight and four Texas A and M team.
2: Yeah, those teams deserve to be be there. Yes, <laughs> I mean that's why I don't, that's why I don't understand. Like, did we have an option to go to Florida, and we were like, nah, we good. We gon' we just gonna go to Nashville because when I look at Kentucky and when I look at Texas A and M, their record is better than ours. They should have first dibs. If it's about record, it's about season um, performance and the result. Now, if it's more about fan base traveling than it is about results, then hey, I mean Tennessee will 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 make both those fan bases look weak. But I'm good with Music City Bowl. I'm good with the opponent. I feel what Javante Payton is talking about because he's from Nashville. It doesn't require tweeting at him. That dude can have his, his opinion. That's his opinion. That's how he feels. And he ain't wrong. He don't want to go back to a place he's lived his entire life.
3: And played in two years ago.
2: Yeah, like I get it. I get it. He, he wasn't here before. He, he didn't experience all the crap. So people tweet him saying, be thankful. You. No, you don't have to be thankful because he wasn't part of this crap two years ago. Or a year ago. He just got here. Cade well, Mays happy about being in Nashville, though. What's that? That was Cade Mays is happy about being in Nashville. That's where he wanted to go all along.
3: Is he going to play? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I hope so because they have a first round potential defensive end edge rusher. Could really use Cade Mays in this one. I don't
2: know, man. I don't know. We got one Tennessee Prime. that We gotta do.
3: What are we doing that?
2: Right. We haven't had the the Tennessee Prime board meeting yet. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking soon. I'm not sure if it's gonna be tomorrow or not. So <laughs> uh, maybe next Tuesday. <laughs> I haven't gotten a memo on that though. But man, the K Mays that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting, man. that will be interesting. All right, let's get to uh, Mac. Mac, good morning. Hey, um, I just want to—I just want to say this. I—I
1: I went to all three days of the uh, state championship games down mm-hmm. here in Chattanooga, right? Mm-hmm. And all I want to say is this: everybody that all about the stars and the rankings and all that stuff for mm-hmm. players. I'm not saying no names.
2: Mm-hmm. I know you. Say, I know you're going.
1: You might want to. Watch these dudes play before you get mad that we ain't getting them. Don't watch highlights. Go watch a game. And then see if you still. That's all I got to say. I'll, I'll
2: let y'all talk. I I, I'm, I feel you. and yeah, I feel you, man. Those stars you got to take with a grain of salt. Those stars. A lot of it is projecting where a player going to be in three or four years. Some of it is not so much of where they are right now. You got to take it with a grain of salt. You really do. Thanks for the phone call. Colorado So Let's talk about Kenny Chandler ripping Colorado apart. Oh, we did. We started the the, the show talking about that. Kenny Chandler. Oh, boy. What a joy. I mean, they had uh, Jacobson former Stanford great boy he was a baller when he was at Stanford um, analyst there for Fox I mean had him floored blown away blown away by Kennedy Chandler he was efficient the only thing you can knock him on is that he was one for six from the three point line and he only had he only had one assist and he had two turnovers. I mean, that's if you wanted to knock him, you can knock him on that—that that he didn't have a two-two-to-one turnover-to-assist ratio. You can you can knock him on that. He yeah. didn't shoot the ball great from three, but that's the only thing. If you were really want to be picky and choosy and, and and you know try to be negative, but boy, he was efficient. He was in control, and he got the, a bucket anytime he wanted to. He got to his spot, and that behind the back pull back, jump, fade away, step back in the fourth quarter, excuse me, in the second half to finish the game, to put a little bow on the game was beautiful. The step back, behind the back, step back, jumper, oof, so pretty. NBA quality move. NBA quality. Let's get to uh, Tramiel. Tramiel, good morning. Yo. How
0: you doing, bro? Yo what's up how y'all doing man <laughs> we, we we great we great how yeah i'm good i'm about to get copies these tickets to this to this bowl game it's gonna be what's fun the tickets? uh they high. they high. they i the ones i've seen it's like it's like two hundred dollars to get like some good good seats like everything, and I've never been to the Titan Stadium. You know, even uh, I was going. We're going to a game here later uh, in the season, but uh I don't know how the stadium sits. But the nosebleed areas are the cheapest ones, and they like started like a hundred eighty-five, mm-hmm. eighty-five, eighty-five. Like eighty-five is the starting price of them. But they, can, I think they up there though, man. I think they up there though. I, and like I said, yeah, I ain't never been to the Titan Stadium. I don't know how it kind of fits. I know our, our stadium sits up hot well. It did. I don't know what they – I don't know what all they're going to do to the renovations and whatnot. But, uh, you know, some of the stadiums sit sit up different. Like, so I don't know if theirs like, sit up high and you're, like, way up or – you know what I'm saying? So I, I try to get the little bird's eye view on it, but it really don't – really don't give you the – you know what I'm
2: saying? <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. I mean <laughs> – there, there. You know where to sit, in Tennessee Stadium, because you have the the, the Jumbotron. I'm not really familiar with the, the Titan Stadium either. To know, like, do you do you need to sit opposite the Jumbotron? Where is the Jumbotron? Uh, I'm not. I'm not real familiar. I've been inside the stadium. Uh, what was the
3: question? I was answering the phone once
2: or twice. Uh, where to sit? Like, what's you know, what's the best way to? Sit? Well, Tennessee, right.
3: Tennessee will be on the east sideline, so.
2: Well, I, I that usually don't matter
0: I, mean, I like to sit well, like best catty best. corner. I, I use like I usually like to sit catty corner so I can see the plays develop. I don't like to sit like on the sideline, like the side, I don't. I don't usually like that seat on the side. Well, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, I I was trying to. I'm like, man. I guess we. I'm trying. You know, I got to get four tickets, so I'm just like, dang. All right, man. We gonna probably be up there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh um on the recruiting thing though, so we already didn't trust it, right? Like from the dude making the fake, you know what I'm saying, giving himself uh, stars and uh, you know, rankings and whatever that whatever happened, you know what I'm saying? I and then with of, the COVID stuff. Right, right. But I'm saying still the the point I'm trying to make is like the COVID stuff, I mean, if they was barely, you know what I'm saying, recruiting then, you know what I'm saying? They probably was, I mean, not recruiting, but scouting. You know what I'm saying? The scouting, like like you said, I really ain't paying attention to stars. It's just it's because of all that aspect of it. And there's a bunch of scouts probably wasn't going to look at kids or was barely doing write ups on kids or was calling people asking about kids, which is way worse. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I don't know. That's just my little two cents on it. And uh, I, I'm excited about some of these kids because I've been kind of, it's been fun because you got to go kind of look at the tape. Uh, I know the, the last caller was like talking about look at games, but, you know, we're not able to get to some of the games, but it's good to kind of go look at the tapes because I don't know, mo- most fans don't really look at like, well, like me, I like to go look up the highlights and stuff, man, but I guess that's just coaching me. But, yeah, that's my little two cents, man, and I just, like I said, I feel like it's going to be different here this, uh, this year as far as recruit go, and they're going to bring in players that's going to help win now and for the future. So I'm, I'm super excited for it, man. Uh, I think I think he's going to be all right recruiting there. I mean, Tennessee does recruit itself when you're being successful, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a whole lot easier when you win in, Tremell. And thanks so much for, for the phone call. The, the thing about the recruiting rankings, I just I just don't give the rankings access to control my feelings, That, like like some folks. Because I'm not going to sit here and, and say that they're all wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say that they don't matter. Because there's times when they do matter. And there's times when they don't matter. It's This conversation has a lot of gray area in it. It's not black and white to me. Do the rankings matter? Yes. Are there times when they don't matter? Yes. Should, should the coaches always listen to the, the evaluators? No. But are there times they should listen? Yes. Like, there's sometimes when the coaches don't see a kid, know a kid, but there's people with boots on the ground that have discovered a player and gave the player a profile, and boom, he blows up, and the coaches all across the country just missed him. That happens too. The point is, I'm just, I'm not giving my feelings to the recruiting rankings that easily. Like, I'm not letting one star change my mood on a player when that player could have a three star because the new rankings haven't been updated or that person missed it that person just didn't know he was looking at like I'm just not letting a star impact my emotions that much I do think if you want to compete for a championship and this is where you go look at the rankings And it checks out. The teams that recruit in the top ten, teams that are at the top in the SEC, as far as team rankings, those are teams that have better rosters. Those are teams that compete for championships. That's one thing that has been tried and true for over a decade. The proof is in the pudding. But I'm not going to... Get up and down emotionally about an individual player's ranking. If a kid commits and he's just a three star, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, he, he's he ain't good enough. How do you know? Did you watch the film? Do you know anything about him? No, you don't. You just took this this analyst's word for it. I'm not doing that. I'm not taking an analyst's word for it without looking at it myself. I will, I will take his opinion. His opinion will be factored into mine. I'm not just going to let one analyst just control my emotions. That's that's what I mean. I see Dr. Vaughn waiting. Dr. Vaughn, good morning. <laughs> What's good up, D.R. Vaughn? We, we? Great, man. It's starting to rain a little bit, but it's all good.
5: Yeah, heads up, man.
2: That storm hit us last night, and
5: uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep. It's a little loud, but luckily it's going to get you oh. out there in the day. Oh. So, uh I, I hear we're whining on Twitter again. You know, I, I think it's yes. funny you saying that about ball fans, man. We look it we're ball fans on Twitter we're in two stages. We either are mad or we're getting mad. And to get mad about Javante Payton I want to go to Nashville's conference, man. And, and getting mad at Danny White, we look for more reasons to get mad at that guy. And I love seeing the people think, Well, he's not one of us, he thinks he's better than us. Well the last guy that was one of us cratered our program
3: and unless you've met danny
5: white you don't really have an opinion to me not a fact, factual base opinion you know i got to meet him when i went over there with you at south alabama he couldn't have been nicer man he asked my kids questions and knowing he didn't ultimately care what a nine-year-old seven-year-old thought but he interacted with them and made them feel special uh, it, it just amazes me man some of our fans which it, it doesn't surprise me gone around. It does surprise me that we tweeted at Javante. We've got fans and listeners of this show that will tweet and DM recruits, which is ultimate cringe to me.
3: We live in a society that thrives more on negativity than positivity. And it drives me crazy because I am the total opposite. I am a laugh half fool person. I am a positive person and it kills me how our society just thrives off of negativity. It is so annoying.
2: That that is annoying too. But what 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 we do is like we create narratives out of nowhere. Like it it's created from something, someone, and like this. Remember this this thing about Rick Barnes not recruiting? Like that was that was created. Uh, Tennessee, the NIL stuff that was just created. People start to believe in it and it. You know, it had a little life of its own and it was it was false. It was it just wasn't it just wasn't true. And here's another one that looks like he's trying to be creative, like, oh Danny White has listened to everyone. They've had focus groups, he's listened to everyone. Former player, current players, people that was here before, like he has sat down and listened to everyone, is taken and taken everybody's opinion in consideration, which is why a lot of the things that we're doing at stadium is from, like, fan input. I saw where a fan tweeted him, was like, hey, man, let's put a live stream in the stadiums, you know, so we can see the progress. He was like, oh, oh that's a good idea. I'm on it. So, like, you can't fall back on that. He's, dead. He's not one of us. Stop. 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 Stop with that. Stop.
5: You know who, you know who we are, Swain? That uh, that scene in Major Pain where he's he's in the hotel room looking at the rat, saying he's got a itch. But the problem is he ain't got nothing to scratch. God,
2: golly. So, hey, so when players from California that want to come to Tennessee, you don't hear, hear people saying, well, you're not one of us. You want good players that are not one of us. But an AD or coach who's not one of us, you, don't, you, you have a problem with them. As long as the job is getting done, that's all that matters. Who cares? Yeah, the one complete of us? opposite of what we had before. Yeah. When you hey, when you win and, do, and you do a good job, you become one of us <laughs> more than anything else. So, just stop being goofy. Well, I'm not going to be a
5: hypocrite. I am calling in to ask a question, not really to complain or stir the pie but it is a question. If you can't answer, just hang up on me. Why is Fulmer still going to things at the university?
2: when he's part of the reason we're under investigation. It's weird. It's weird, man. I thought it would be a little bit more time passed
3: um, before we started (laughs) to see public
2: appearances. Listen, I'm just being honest with you. It it is a little weird. It's very weird. I I don't like it.
3: I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Phil Fulmer still loves Tennessee. So, I mean, why can't he attend a basketball game? No, it's not. it's,
2: it's, It's... it's the it's the sitting, like, courtside as if he's, you know, when, when he's still the AD. Like, I understand what D.R. Ball is saying. I don't have a problem with it, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I don't understand what D.R. Ball is talking about. Like, Tennessee was under, was under investigation. It was terrible what happened coach former was fired from being an ad and it's like it's never happened for you know perception wise so i get what dr is saying i don't have a problem with coach former you know going to games or whatever do whatever you want to do but like i understand what dr ball is saying You, you know something that happened like that maybe maybe you fall back a little bit um and you know not be so public but that's not the case. I get what you're saying, Darvall. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm going to end
5: with this. Swain, when y'all do Tennessee Prime, maybe you can get Fulmer back on
2: update us on recruiting. Y'all have a good day. See, 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 there you go. There you go. Now, when, 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 when coach was, uh, fired the first time, and he, and he you know, he went to Cancun, and maybe that's, that's, that's why he's not doing that this time. He's like, listen, man, I, I'm not doing that. Um you know, I'm, I've accomplished a lot. Obviously, I, has, I, have, I wasn't perfect. I wasn't perfect as an AD. You know, I tried. But I'm not going to not come to these things. I'm getting too old. Life is too short. I can see him taking that approach. I can take. I can see him taking that approach too. But I understand what you're saying, Dr. Ball. I'm saying anyone who, who has that who has that same take. I don't necessarily have that take though. Hour 3, powered by Low T-Center and LowTCenter.com. Live here at Baby Chevrolet. Never pay over MSRP for new vehicles. BabyChevrolet.com. Stay with us.